Welcome back inside the Legends Arena here in Warman, this time for a special edition of SJHL Weekly, our second show here at the Legends Center in Warman. It is Jeremy Corrigan, this time joined by our good friend, Jamie Nugabauer. Jamie, how's it going today? How's the showcase been for you? You've been very busy with the broadcast. Yeah, it's been an absolute blast. I think the people at home have been treated to so many great games, oh, so much talent. Man. Jeremy so as well. Many good games. What an incredible advertisement. Yes. All these kids putting on the show, yeah. the players, I should say, for our league. They're the most important element of it. And the sponsors have come out. They've been fantastic. Great coaching. The refs have been rock solid. Yeah. You know, just top to bottom. And not just being a, a shell for the league, seriously. I think it's been outstanding. Mm -hmm. Lots of scouts too. How about you? What do you think, Jeremy? I mean, it's always, it's always a great event. And yeah. I personally, like... From my time in the SJHL, you know, starting out, I, I was yeah. here when it started out as the all-star format, and then we moved to the team format, and just seeing the community support from the community of Warman yeah. has really been outstanding, and seeing the growth of it, you know, throughout the years, and I, I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, you had the 10.30 AM broadcast, that's why you weren't on the SJHL Weekly, but that atmosphere with all oh, the kids, yeah. it was a packed house. And the electricity in the building was second to none. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Humboldt and LaRange was playing. There were tons and tons of kids here. Yeah. And I lifted up my ear cup <laughs> during the intermission or yeah. whatever it was. And yeah. all I could just hear was this raucous noise coming from all the great kids. Uh, first class from Warman. As yeah. always. Yeah, and fun. the kids were singing songs that yeah. we can't repeat on air because I was <laughs> yeah. saying, you know, they're singing songs I couldn't believe they were singing, but <laughs> I digress. Yeah. But, yes, it's been a great uh, two days so far of hockey. We're halfway done. Six more games to go, including the game behind us. We'll get to the games today in just a few minutes, but we have a busy Monday to recap. Four games on tap. Let's take a look at the scores. It was uh, the Humble Broncos with an impressive 10-3 win over the LaRange Ice Wolves. Kindersley getting their first win of the year over the Yorkton Terriers, who were undefeated 2-1. Melville edge, uh, edging out uh, the Notre Dame Hounds 4-3, despite the impressive performance by Will Dawson and his hat trick. And in the, uh, to cap off the night, the Flin Flon Bombers, uh, they explode, pun intended, 4-1 uh, <laughs> over the Weyburn Red Wings, because I know the theme... Uh, we were talking about going into, uh, Rory and I going into uh, that game was they had only scored five goals in uh, in three games so far this season, and Dupro had scored four of the five. But let's let's start from the top. Let's start with Humboldt, LaRange. Um, you know, the first period was, it was a tight game. You know, LaRange got out to an early lead, but it seemed like that goal right at the end of the first period kind of sucked the wind out of LaRange, and then Humboldt carried that momentum into the second and the third. Yeah, and it's a tricky thing. Obviously, the way the showcase is scheduled, some teams are going to get it where they have a late game one day and an early game the next, just the yeah. way it works. Yep. And it, you can't complain. Nobody's going to feel bad for LaRange in this situation. No, no, no. And Humboldt, on their side of things, got on the bus at 6 in the morning. 100%, yes. In, in Humboldt and came out here. What's the point in staying in a hotel if you're Humboldt? Obviously not that far away. So, you know, there's no excuses either way. The Broncos would feel like they started the game a little slow. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ice Wolves came out and did their thing and, you know, put up, put up uh, you know, a, a quick goal there. But you see the firepower, Jeremy, that yes. the Humble Broncos oh, have. Yes. Scott Barney has reloaded. We talked about it on the show numerous times. Mm -hmm. And how about Ethan Zilke? Oh, yeah. Just 
Silky Ethan Zilky, we could call oh, him. Oh, boy. There's professional <laughs> You're starting with the nicknames. Right I love it. I love and, it. Uh, hat-trick for him. Hat-trick for Maddox Amaral. Top, great fight between Connor Kasperi and uh, Thiessen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just a complete, what I call on the broadcast, a professional performance by the Humboldt Broncos. And Rory and I were talking about it on SJHL Weekly, and, and you're probably wondering at home, where's Rory? Well, it's the exact same situation that Jamie was in yesterday. Rory is currently calling uh, the 10.30 a.m. game right now on SaskTel between Melfort's and the Notre Dame Hounds. But we were talking about it, and yeah. going into yesterday, there were three undefeated teams. And the common theme with those three undefeated teams were all three of those teams can really hit you in waves. A lot of depth up front. And there's always going to be, you know, different players stepping up each and every night. Well, that's the thing. I think the thing that, for me, like, makes the humble Broncos right now the best team in the league. Obviously, it's early. It's very early Obviously, yeah. there's a lot to sort out. Uh, but there really is not a line-off. There's not a de-pairing off. Right. We'll find out about their goaltending maybe one day if a team can <laughs> challenge them. But uh, there's no line-off. And that's a great point that you make right there is that they come at you in waves and there's no rest for the wicked as it were the humble broncos have you know players they've experienced they've got youth you know they brought in tim kim uh you know from victoria and the bchl Weiwei and the mj he's another he's a young kid but he's skilled you know they just they just keep adding and finding pieces and people want to play for humble and uh we talked about the sea legs for the ice wolves i think that really caught up to them by the end yeah 100 percent. and i know obviously you know they had so many uh, tough losses in the offseason yeah. when it comes to players graduating, moving on to uh, new opportunities. But the fact that yeah. Scott Barney and company can, you know, find these new players and uh, they haven't really, they haven't skipped a beat. You know, last year they won the most games in the uh, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League during the regular yeah. season, obviously uh, falling out in the semifinals. But uh, it seems like they're back on track so far early this season and uh, they're one of the top teams to beat. Yeah, you know what? I, like, I'm not going to say I'm calling anybody out because that's sure. too strong of a term okay but they mentioned a million times that uh, they lost connor mcgrath to the university yes. ranks and matthew perkins 100 to the yeah. ushl and fair enough those guys put together a lot of points but oh, a lot of teams in this league lost key guys sure obviously those guys were special were on nhl watch lists d1 kids different definitely you know straws that stir the drink offensively for humboldt i'll give them that but they had lots coming back. Yeah, Alex Soretsky, he's not off to a great start, actually, Soretsky, but Ethan Zilke's off to a great start. You know, the list goes on, and they added Chase Lacombe back. Yep. You know, on the blue line, they added Dalen Weagle from Notre Dame, technically also the Swift Current Broncos. So, you know, there's so many pieces for that humble team. Uh, again, it's hard to see how they get stopped at this point right now. For sure. And let, let's yeah. let's talk about LaRange just quickly uh, before yeah. we move on to the next game. You know, I, they had they'd come in. They had a very impressive win on, on Sunday against the Kindersley Clippers 4-1. Yeah. to one, But you kind of mentioned it. it. It seemed like in that second half of the game, they just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah, I know. It, it seems like that was the case. Yeah. And, and you know what? There's a lot to like. And I said it on the broadcast numerous times, yeah. Jeremy, that... There's so many things to like about this LaRange team. The way they've responded to the suspension to Kevin Kaminsky. Right, 100%. Kyle Schneider's come in, done a great job. Great job. Everybody yeah. that knows Kyle adores him, and for good reason. 
And they have a real weapon now, they know, in Hunter Bergeson. So they brought in from uh, Bonneville, I believe, in the AJHL. He's 6'3", and he can fly, looks maybe 6'4". He's got kind of a Drew Kuzma vibe, if yeah. you're a Flynn Fawn fan, if you're aware of the, the league last year. He scored two identical goals in the first game against Kindersley and the game yesterday where he just blew down the wing and sniped high over the glove. He looks like a real piece for LaRange. There's a bright, a lot of brighter days ahead for the LaRange Ice Wolves. Well, and then you have Dawson Smith in between the pipes. He didn't, uh, he didn't get the start yesterday yeah. uh, for the LaRange Ice Wolves, but, I mean, his start to the year it yeah. has been outstanding, and he's going to be one of the top goaltenders in the league uh, this year. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, a very good game between the Kindersley Clippers and the Yorkton Terriers. Uh, coming in completely different, obviously. Yorkton was 4-0 going into the game. Kindersley, uh, you know, hadn't got their first win. They were 0-2-2, I do believe. And Kinders the Kindersley Clippers, despite, you know, coming in, hadn't, winning, hadn't won a game just yet, they come in with an yeah. impressive performance, playing their third game in three days, and they get their first win this season, winning 2-1 over Yorkton. Yeah, so there's two things here. One is the Clippers haven't actually played bad at all this year. No, no, like no, exactly. Yeah. They've been in, right in most of their games. Every coach I've talked to that have faced them have said that they're going to be a tough out. So 100%. they had some hard luck. Shootout loss to Notre Dame. Shootout loss to Melville. You know, tied it up late both times. 100%, so lots yeah. of guts in there. But, you know, they couldn't find uh, that, that last thing and that last element in the mixer that the second thing is coming into this year, job number one for Braden, for Ken Plaquin and the Kindersley Clippers, mm -hmm. how do we replace Matt Pizzenti in net, right? right? So they've tried a couple of different things. They've caught, tried Colton Phillips-Watts. They've tried Cody Jamin, who wasn't bad against LaRange at all. Right. But this Logan Falk gentleman, you know, he made 26 saves, but many of them were very good against Yorkton. Yeah. And his goals against 194, 930 save percentage. Short, small sample size, obviously. Yeah. But Jeremy, you can't ask for much more from the kid. He was great yesterday. He, he was outstanding, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, and going up against a team that was 4-0, you know, we had talked yeah. about Yorkton going into the game, you know, as a team that had surprised a lot of us. We didn't know what to expect going into the year with the Yorkton Terriers and, you know, getting out to a 4-0 start. And not they didn't play a bad game yesterday no. either. Like, it was a very well-earned victory for yeah. Kindersley. And talking to Ken Blackwin after the game, you know, it obviously... He said it felt good to get that first win, but it didn't feel like they were getting like the monkey off their back because they'd been playing some really right. good hockey. They just weren't getting the bounces. Yeah, they weren't getting the bounces. They weren't getting the save yeah. at the right time. Jeremy, yeah. they always talk about it's not always how many saves you make, it's which saves. It's when and you at, make them. Yeah. At the end, the end there, Logan Falk made some huge saves at key moments. You know, so big time, big time kudos to him. He, Ken Plaquin loves his decor. He's yeah. talked about it many times. And for good reason, Josh Morton, you know, Liam Bell, and maybe one of the best guys in the league we're going to see with the SJ have just showcased, I'm pretty sure, Braden Cook has been excellent at the back end, and Cook scored that big goal on the power play. Finally, Kindersley was 0 for 15 with the power play at the showcase yeah. coming into that last power play. They needed a goal at the end of the third period. They got one from Braden Cook through a screen. And so, uh, you know, happy for the Kindersley Clippers, the great fan base, and you know, Ken Black, when uh, his team deserve, probably deserved better than the record showed coming to the showcase. I agree, and, and we'll see if they yeah. can uh, obviously build off their first win of the season. And let's move on to the next game. The Melville Millionaires uh, edging the Notre Dame Hounds 4-3. to three. Another tight game. Mm -hmm. Another We saw an impressive performance by Will Dawson, but the Hounds just coming up short. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was a very similar game to the game that Notre Dame played against Battlefords in Battlefords sure. last Wednesday, in which the Hounds, for the most part, outplayed the opposition. The Hounds outshot Melville 40-27 to in this game. Penalty kills really struggling for Notre Dame right now. They're in the mid-60s percentile. Still a small sample size, but you can't win hockey games on a consistent no. basis with a mid-60s percentile penalty kill. You just can't do it. So, you know, the Melville Millionaires showed that they have guys that only need one chance, a half a chance. Noah Wills, we talked about it yeah. in the preseason that we expected him to dominate. Mm -hmm. Ten points in four games, three more assists against Notre Dame. He's got points in every game, multiple points in every game for Melville this year. And they didn't need much more. And they got their man in Kelton Pine from the Regina Pats, the 05 yeah. here in net. So there's a lot to like moving forward for Melville. It's a big momentum win. And I think Notre Dame also could take a lot of positives from their effort in which they maybe felt like they deserved more. Outside of Will Dawson, who you couldn't have asked for more. Right. He was a one-man wrecking crew. Well, and it was interesting after yeah. the game talking to Mike Rooney. And honestly, despite getting the 4-3 win, he wasn't overly happy with the way his, his team played yesterday, and obviously they're going to be looking to try and build off it now. They All of a sudden, the Millionaires have won uh, two games straight, looking to try and make it three against Flin Flon, which should be a great game uh, this afternoon. Finally, the day two of the SJHL showcase wrapped up yesterday with the Flin Flon Bombers against the Weyburn Red Wings. We had talked about it before, Flin Flon struggling to put the puck in the back of the net, but... Last night, they were able to break through, get some bounces, yeah. some timely goals, and they win 4-1 over Weber. And if you're a Flin Flon Bombers fan, this is going to sound weird, okay? but Cole Dupro didn't score, <laughs> and that's good news. Yes. Because yes. they had, Rory said it on the show yesterday, yes. Flin Flon came into the showcase with five goals in the year, and four of them were by Cole Dupro. Yes. So you need somebody else. Just like Notre Dame needs someone other than Will Dawson, yeah. Flin Flon needed someone other than Cole Dupro. You know, and, and I think a lot of people knew, Jeremy, mm -hmm. that Flynn Flon would fi eventually find their groove a little bit offensively. Right, uh, of course. And, you know, Jaden Mercier, great performance of the Centennial Cup throughout the SJHL playoffs as well. You know, he's going to come and, and show up. Jackson Martins is a good finisher. So that line was put together by Mike Reagan before the game, and they looked deadly together as a combo. So, you know, Flynn Flon finally found a way. Not only did they score only five goals coming in, they hadn't scored more than two goals in a game. Yes. We're talking about three goals being that magic number for Flynn Flon, and, and they finally got it. So, you know, a great all-around performance for Mike Reagan. He seems like a very happy guy around the rink today. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like you mentioned, obviously they hadn't gotten the bounces. They couldn't get the puck in the back of the net, and they yeah. finally break through. And, um, you know, to get those contributions from other players, you know, that's only going to give confidence for that yeah. group moving forward into a big game this afternoon. Yeah, big big one uh, this afternoon. They're all big, obviously. Yeah, the Flynn Flund. In this league, the parity is tight. Yep. You could lose out by a game by a couple points. That's what happened to Humboldt last year. You think That's about right. it, right? Yep, they were 100%. one point behind Estevan for first place in the league. Mm -hmm. Maybe things are different. Maybe Humboldt plays Notre Dame in the first round. Mm -hmm. And you know, Humboldt had more wins. Go, go on to play yeah. Yorkton. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, exactly. So it's these games matter really matter. mathematically just as much as you know games in February and March. So uh, it's huge that way. And and I know the Flin Flon community was you know had it holding the stick tight, you know white knuckling it a little bit. Right. Sure. And uh, they matters so much to them up in Flin Flon. So you know good for good for them to get a big win yesterday. Before we jump to Waver, I I want to ask you one more thing about yep. Flin Flon, and that's Laser Human between the yep. pipes. 
you know, he gets picked up during the preseason by uh, the Flin Flon Bombers from the Nipwin Hawks. And, you know, obviously last year was a tough year in Nipwin, but he comes into Flin Flon and he takes the starter's job and he's been outstanding for them in between the pipes. Yeah, it's huge, huge skates to fill yeah, in Flin Flon with yeah. Cal Shell, obviously aged out, departed to D3 SUNY Oswego, and he gave Flin Flon incredible goaltending last year. So big shoes to fill, big pressure. Uh, you know, it looks like Harmon Laser Hume's loving life. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been really good. He's been really impressive yeah. the last couple of games uh, for the Flin Flon Bombers, which is obviously, they're going to they're gonna need that. They're going to yeah. need that strong goaltending uh, moving forward. But let's go to the flip side of that with Weyburn. It was, uh, like, for me, it was the first time I got to see Weyburn last night, and I don't think they played a bad hockey game either. Uh, what did you think of Weyburn's performance uh, last night? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they started real slow, and yeah, that's what uh, that. and that's what Cody Mapes said in the in the uh, interviews on the bench. But uh, you know, I think there's still some youth and some growth to go for yep. the key guys. You think about a Ty Mason who's still in 05, sure. and a Kirk Mullen who wasn't his usual dominant self. Other than that, it's a lot of hardworking guys on Weyburn. They they'll come at you. They won't back down. Um, but there's still you know there's still some. Time to develop and grow for that Weyburn team. Off to that great start, off of that huge win in Estevan, yeah. uh, that nine to two win in our home opener. So I think they were played a little bit slower than they would have liked. I think there was a lot of crispness, not a lot of tape to tape. Sure. That I'm sure Cody Mapes would love them to uh, clean up. But let me tell you, and you love talking about the goalies, Jeremy. So I I'll ask you, I do. Daza Mitchell is a legitimate star in this league. Agree or disagree? You know what? I I'll. I'll add to it because okay. I think there's a lot of really talented goaltenders yeah. in the SJHL this year. Yeah. Um, and Daza Mitchell's one of them because I think he was he was very sharp last night. I don't think, you know, you can't really fault him too much no. on, on any of the goals last night. No. But you look around this league, and Rory and I kind of alluded to it yesterday, but the goaltending numbers yeah. to start this year yeah. are pretty incredible. And, and I think going into the year, there was a lot of unknowns in between the pipes. For the a lot of teams in the SJHL, there's only a couple returning, um, you know, goaltenders. We we were seeing uh, Favreau behind us, and mm. you know, as one of the returning goaltenders, but a lot of new goalies coming in and really performing. It's been pretty incredible to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the Saskatchewan League has been known for as a good goalie league for yeah, it has for yeah. a long time, yeah. and you know, guys like Joel Favreau coming into the league, we kind of thought you know he'd be as good as he is, and he's putting up huge numbers already. You know, unfortunate injury to, to Cam Hurdlicka there in Estevan, yes. but you're right. The list is long. Laser Hume has been great. Daza Mitchell has been great. Looks like Kindersley has a, has a solution in Logan Falk. Mm -hmm. You know, you go down the list. Looks like Nipwin has a couple good ones. So like, you, you, you go through the list. Dawson Smith has been excellent for LaRange. Yeah. I think a lot of coaches are happy, and the coaches that are not happy with their goalies are the ones, I think, that are really struggling right now there's it's pretty i think it's pretty clear there's a pretty big delineation in the league between the coaches that are happy with their goaltending and the coaches that are not and that's how simple it is right now 100 percent. i guess before we go to break your final thoughts on day two because it, it was a full yeah. day of hockey here at the showcase in warman yeah yeah it was it was a full day i mean i think uh there, there was there was that blowout at the beginning yeah, that, that set the tone. Even though it was a blowout, there was a lot of energy and electricity. It was. The passion has been high, and the passion for this league in this province can never ceases to amaze me. And so we saw that. I thought, you know, yesterday it was a bit of a mix. There was there was some low, slower moments, there were some faster moments, but you know, I think the league showed out again that it can, it's it is a gritty league. It is a tough physical league to start with, and then there is skill as well 
on top of it. So we kind of saw that. And uh, and yeah, like the light, the stars were out. Noah Wills, Zach Kane really showed out for Melville. Jaden Mercier, Jeremy Trombley for Flynn Flon. It's we got everything what we wanted to see yesterday. Yeah, we got a little bit, a little of, bit of everything, everything. and yes. that's what makes the the showcase amazing. That's such an amazing event because you'll get a little bit of mm -hmm. everything. You know, we saw the amazing moments or in the first game yesterday with all the stands were literally packed. Was there, packed. there was no empty seats. Uh, yeah. between, you know, obviously scouts and all the students in attendance here at the SJHL yeah. Showcase. And as a result, that first half of that game yesterday. Yeah. Electricity in the room. It really, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, it was a little bit of a slow start because, you know, 10.30 is an early time for a hockey game, but it definitely set the tone for the day, having that electricity uh, in the rink. Now, before we go to break, got to give a big shout-out to uh, our sponsors, of course, because without our great sponsors, Jamie, uh, we wouldn't be able to put on the great show that we do. And we have to give a huge shout-out to Chevrolet, Viterra, RBC, SaskTel, Direct West, Tourism Saskatchewan, and the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association. Thank you so much for uh, sponsoring our program and helping us be able to put on these great shows here on SJHL.ca and all of our SJHL social medias. And after the break, we have a very special guest that Jamie got for us. He's pretty happy about it. He was really excited during the commercial break to tell me about it yesterday. And I'm really excited too. Uh, after the break, we'll be pleased to be joined by Columbus Blue Jackets scout, Dale Durkach, to get his thoughts on the SJHL showcase and get that kind of scout's perspective. It's definitely a unique one when you're coming to a showcase event. That's for sure. This is SJHL Weekly on all of the SJHL social media platforms. SASTEL Be Kind Online wants to stop cyberbullying. Want in on the action? We award up to $1,000 for youth initiatives that help spread kindness and prevent bullying. What great idea do you have to help stop bullying? SASTEL can help. Go to BeKindOnline.com and apply for a grant today. Together, we can make a difference. Capital Auto Mall is a proud partner of the SJHL, supporting the rich traditions and proud future of junior hockey in Saskatchewan. Capital Auto Mall, on the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua in Regina. Make way for the first ever Chevrolet Silverado ZR2. With Multimatic shocks, rugged 33-inch tires, and front and rear electronic locking differentials. Dude, this is awesome, but we should get back to work. Is good? Perfect. If you're gonna work remote, work remote. Find new workspaces. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Saskatchewan, you know Sastel. Because we're everywhere. Keeping you connected. To your family and friends. To your history and culture. To those traditions that make us who we are. Sastel cares, always has, always will, because we're dedicated to our home. You wouldn't take the ice without protective wear, so why would you take to the job site that way? 
The SCSA is proud to partner with the SJHL. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly on all the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jamie Nugabauer and Jeremy Corrigan, and we're pleased to be joined by scout for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Dale Durkach. Dale, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. How's it going today? How's the SJHL showcase treated you so far? Yes, you know, thanks for having me. Um, very good. Um, you know, it's been the spirited games, and it's a good way uh, for us as NHL scouts to see uh, the players that are eligible for the draft uh, that play in the SJHL all in one spot and see them a couple times in three, four days, which is very nice and makes it uh, an easy travel for, for everyone. Obviously, Dale, you're a bit of a, uh, yeah, you're a household name, I guess, here around Saskatchewan, so you understand you know, what this league means to the people of this province. Maybe speak to how long that's been. How, how have you felt connected to the SJHL over your life? Well, the SJHL is, you know, obviously a big part of the fabric of Saskatchewan. Small towns, um, people support the teams. Uh, you know, the teams and the players are a big deal in, in each town, and it makes it nice. You're, uh, you're, you know, if you're playing in Estevan or Melfort or wherever you are, you're a superstar. You walk down the street, and, and you're a big deal, which makes it nice for, for players uh, to feel uh, liked and loved. And uh, it, uh, it's a part of uh, what we do here in Saskatchewan, and, and the league's great, and really nice to see it running well. From a scout's perspective, can you just maybe speak to the benefits of having an event like this, a showcase event where you guys get to see all the teams in a couple of days span? Yeah, again, it makes it really easy. It's nice to come in. You know, we're watching guys that are, um, you know, maybe been passed over for an NHL draft and the players that are eligible for the coming draft. And not only the NHL guys, there's uh, uh, NCAA scouts, uh, CIS scouts, um, WHL scouts looking at guys maybe to list or, but you know, uh, they, they have holes to fill. Right. And you might find a guy here. So uh, there, there'll be someone out of this going somewhere, making it somehow, and uh, they may make it till the, to the NHL even. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you could give us an insight into your job Western Regional Scout for the Columbus Blue Jackets. That seems like it's a lot of pavement to pound. Uh, so what is what is your job kind of look like in terms of delegating and dealing with trying to manage with so many kids to look at? Well, it's like anything. You 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 have to time management's part of it, but it, it all shakes down pretty well. You you go around watching really for the most part the Western Hockey League games. You're watching uh, first year draft eligible players, and uh, you're you're making a list of players. 1 to 50, whatever you have. And then again, these uh, um, Junior A leagues, I'm watching those because there are players who play in those leagues. Kale McCarr came, you know, yeah, he was right. playing in Brooks, yeah. and I was watching him then. So there are guys that come out of these leagues, so these showcases help us to find those players and then track them. And it, it's uh, easy. It's, it's not that difficult. Yes, there's lots of travel. I travel everywhere from, you know, Winnipeg all the way down to Portland, and you, you do it in a, in a manner where you see all the teams a couple times and then you uh, get the players in an order and then you really bear down after Christmas right. and watch the guys you like. I guess my question for you would be, 
in the scouting world, what is the perception of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and what do you look at when you see this league? Well, uh, it's like any league. Uh, we, we like all hockey everywhere, anytime. Right. There are players who come out of uh, hockey that, that's uh, a level lower than this, which is high school hockey in the States. So we got to watch where the players are. It doesn't matter what kind of hockey. You have to go and assess the players and their right. abilities, mm -hmm. and you want the best players you know, for your team, and you'll take them from whatever league. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I also want to ask you, uh, just, just last one for me, really appreciate your time, Dale. You know, in the salary cap era in the National Hockey League, you know, the, the importance, it seems, on the college player, maybe a little bit of the late bloomer seems elevated. Would you agree with that statement? And therefore, does that make maybe a guy from Junior A somebody that you pay a little bit close attention to because, you know, that you need to keep costs a little bit down under that cap? Well, you know, that, that started to happen a while back where teams started to look at taking college players or players that may go to college later in the draft because right. they have more time to develop. When you draft a player uh, out of uh, um, CHL, Major Junior, you have to make a decision on them in two years. And a lot of times that's pretty quick and they haven't fully developed. Where a college player sometimes goes in to play uh, NCAA at age 19 and then they got three, four years. So a lot of times those players, you know, if they're a later developer, a smaller player, player that maybe needs to work on body strength. Sometimes those are the reasons why teams do take those guys later. So you've got it on right there. You've hit it on the, on the head there. I guess final question, Dale, would be, you know, you've been an obviously, like Jamie said, you're, you're well known in this province. You're very familiar with the SJHL. How do you think this uh, league has changed from, you know, say 10 years ago, 20 years ago to where it is today? Yeah, it's, it's nice to see younger players playing. Yeah. Uh, the only place they had younger players playing back in the day, I was with Washington in the early 2000s, was at Notre Dame. And then we drafted a couple players out of Notre Dame. Uh, Andrew Judry and Andrew Gordon, two guys mm -hmm. that uh, both played NCAA. And actually, Andrew Gordon did play for the Washington Capitals. Yeah. I think he was about 25 or 26 when he finally got his shot. But now you have younger players on all the teams. You've got about two, three, four guys, which is nice to see. So you're developing Saskatchewan players, young Saskatchewan players, that potentially they move on and uh, have, a, have a shot at playing in the NHL. And that's the goal of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League for sure. Well, Dale, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the SJHL Showcase. Well, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun, and keep up the good work, guys. Thank it's you really so nice. much. That is the Western Scout for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Dale Durkach. After the break, Jamie and I will preview another jam-packed day here at the SJHL Showcase. This is SJHL Weekly on all of the SJHL social media platforms. Capital Auto Mall is a proud partner of the SJHL, supporting the rich traditions and proud future of junior hockey in Saskatchewan. Capital Auto Mall, on the corner of Rochdale and Pasqua in Regina. Boost your efficiency and your bottom line with Young's equipment and Case IH tractors, including the cutting-edge Puma 150 CVX and the Maxim 145 with best-in-class efficiency. Check out the Case IH lineup today at Young's Equipment.
wouldn't take the ice without protective wear. So why would you take to the job site that way? The SCSA is proud to partner with the SJHL. Coming in again, There was a time when safety in hockey was an afterthought. Thankfully, times change. This is not the reality anymore on the ice. It shouldn't be here either. The SJHL is proud to partner with SCSA to spread the message of safety to help ensure that today and tomorrow are as safe as they can be. When you buy a lottery ticket in Saskatchewan, your money really goes a long way. More than 12,000 sport, culture, and recreation groups receive funding from Sask Lotteries every year. Get red and ready with Case IH and Young's Equipment. From Case IH Combines to Macdon Headers, Young's carries all the best in new or pre-owned harvest equipment. With field-ready, industry-leading equipment, and highly dedicated service staff, we're here when you need us most. Come experience our award-winning service for yourself and visit youngs.ca to find your nearest Young's Equipment location. Welcome back inside the Legends Arena here in Warman for day three of the SJHL Showcase. Now before Noogsy and I preview a busy, jam-packed day three of the SJHL Showcase. Yesterday I had the chance to sit down with the Director of Sales for Cantera Seeds, Lori Kiowski. And Lori and Cantera Seeds, of course, they announced a brand new partnership with the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League moving forward starting this season. And it's a very exciting partnership. So check out this chat with Lori. We are back inside the Legends Arena here in Warman for the 2022 Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League Showcase, a very exciting event here. And I have a very special guest. I'm pleased to be joined by the Director of Sales for Cantera Seeds, Lori Kiowski. Lori, thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I really appreciate it. How have you enjoyed the SJHL Showcase so far? Well, good afternoon, and we're very excited to be here. Uh, we were able to watch the, the Humboldt Broncos uh, game here previously, and it was certainly an exciting atmosphere. We had a lot of kids from yeah. Warman here, which really ramped up the, the noise level here in the rink, but it was a great uh, atmosphere to be a part of. Yeah, it's an awesome environment always here at the SJHL Showcase, everybody getting involved, but I really want to speak to you about the brand new partnership between Cantera Seeds and the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, maybe just tell me a little bit about how this kind of partnership kind of came about. Sure, Cantera Seeds is a is a company that is very invested in the Prairie Provinces and rooted in rooted in agriculture. And Saskatchewan has been a very big focus for us in our business here. And um, partnering with the SJHL really just gave us an opportunity to give back to the communities that we're already operating in and allow us to you know show our support for those communities and also for the young professionals that are also growing up in those communities, whether they're growing up in a rink or potentially growing up in a field in a farming community. Yeah, it seems like a perfect fit almost uh, for Cantera Seeds and the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when you guys kind of come together because both of your companies are all about Saskatchewan. It's great. Yes, um, Saskatchewan has been a huge focus for us, as, as you are probably aware. Yeah. I mean, farming is, is a big part of the Saskatchewan overall uh, economy. And, you know, for us as Cantera Seeds, Cantera was uh, originally formulated by, or uh, originally formed by, 
three prairie, three growers in each prairie province. So, you know, three seed growers in Saskatchewan originally, you know, made Cantera seeds what it is today. And we were proud to, uh, proud to celebrate our 25th anniversary last year. And one of the things that you guys, with this partnership, uh, is going to be the teams, the all 12 teams in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League are competing for the Cantera Seeds Cup. How does that sound? The Cantera Seeds Cup, I mean, it, it has a beautiful ring to I it, love I it. think, right? Um, we are super proud to, to have uh, our name right in the cup itself. And um, once the logo is seen, I mean, you'll understand why. It's a really, uh, really cool looking logo and we're very proud to be a part of it. And also to spend a lot more time in the rink this winter supporting and cheering on those teams. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually about that logo because it was revealed uh, earlier, I, I think last week, but it's an outstanding logo. How did that kind of come about when it comes to designing it? Yeah, we have a very creative team um, that we work with and, you know, they came up with, a, I think, a, a logo that incorporates mm -hmm. our name, obviously, but also the, you know, the, the puck itself, which right. is, you know, the embodiment of, of hockey. So I think the logo really has a, has a really good, get a standout feature yeah. to it as well. Now, obviously, yeah, the teams will be competing for the Cantera Seeds Cup, but I guess with this partnership with the SJHL, um, what will all Cantera kind of be involved with? Well, we we uh, we certainly are proud about uh, proud of this sponsorship. So yeah. every time that we have an opportunity to speak about it, we do. Yeah. So as of right now, a lot of our territory reps are in retails that are in these in these small smaller communities where uh, where the teams exist. So you know, reinforcing that partnership, and you know, and every time we have an opportunity to put it in our marketing materials, you know, we're proud to do that as well. Um, so we will be doing you know local promotions right. in the in the communities that have a closest rank. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean ourselves as staff and our farming community, we hope to see them in the rink and you know cheer on uh, cheer on our teams. And just with speaking with you, I can tell that you guys are extremely excited about this partnership. Yeah, we really are. I mean, Cantera Seeds uh, has been looking for an opportunity to really stand out and give back uh, to those who have given back to us. And that really is, the for us, that's the farming community and the small communities that yeah. support and surround them. Uh, I guess final question for you now that, now, you know, this partnership has, was announced uh, a couple of weeks ago, but for you guys now to come into the SJHL Showcase and actually see the product that you are, you know, affiliating yourself with and sponsoring, what does that mean to you and what do you think of the product on the ice? Well, you can clearly tell that the SJHL, SJHL is really a professional organization, um, and and really in the the operating around the operations around the rink itself, um, you know, really speaks to the investment. I'll call it the refreshment as well um, of the SJHL, and we're proud to be a part of that as well. And you know, to be helping to foster those that are, you know, eventually going to be the, the new rising yeah. stars in the, in the Hockey League. Well, Lori, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, congratulations on this outstanding partnership and uh, looking forward to seeing all the great things that Kintera and the SJHL are going to be doing together. It's awesome. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks yeah. for having me. All right. That is the Director of Sales for Kantera Seeds, Lori Kiowski. And uh, looking forward to seeing this great partnership moving forward between Kantera Seeds and the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. A great chat with Lori Kiowski, uh, the director of sales of Cantera Seeds. Obviously, uh, a brand new partnership this season for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We've seen a bunch of different partnerships, uh, new partnerships with the SJHL. And, of course, we'll feature them throughout uh, this 2022-2023 Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League season. Now, 
It's another busy day here at the SJHL Showcase, Jamie. Four day or four games on the schedule, four days of the showcase. Getting all mixed up. Uh, but the first game just wrapped up the Melfort Mustangs earning a 4 nothing win. Had to take a peek. Uh, yeah. An impressive win. They got off to a really hot start in this game, getting uh, the three goals in the first period. Looked like uh, Notre Dame got off to a, a bit of a slow start, but the final 40 was a mu much closer to the game. I know you did only got to see about a half of it because we were doing the show, but what did you think of the, this contest behind us here? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I said it in our first segment there that nobody's going to feel bad for anybody. Sure. This Notre Dame team, so young, a lot of guys still very much learning the details and the pace and the physicality that you need to play at to be successful right. in this league. And so they're going to need some more time. On top of that, the Hounds had a very short training camp, only two real preseason games. Sure. Again, nobody's going to feel bad for them. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's part of the reason why we are seeing what we are seeing, I guess, from the Hounds so far. Uh, you know, very impressive performance from the Melford Mustangs. You know, they were hard. They were heavy. That's what you expect the Trevor Blevins team to be, Jeremy. 100%. Ever since you were oh, first yes. in the league years ago, the Melford Mustangs <laughs> haven't really changed no, it too much. But that's a formula that works. Well, that's the thing. It's a recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, that there's a reason why they've had so much success over the time that Trevor Blevins has been head coach and general manager of the Melfort Mustangs. And you know what? I look at it for Melfort, too. You know, coming off two yeah. tough losses, I'd say, to, to Humboldt, where I don't want to say they necessarily played bad in those games, but, you know, those are two of the top teams in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League going head-to-head, -head and, and they didn't get the uh, win in either of those contests, so it must feel pretty good for mm -hmm. them to get back in the win column here this morning. Yeah, and Trevor Blevins getting to put closer to what a full lineup that he hopes to see, especially right. on the back end. You know, today we saw Kevin Minnick and we saw Hayden Tuba back in the lineup on the blue line for Melfort. Those are big-time players. Obviously, you know and I know. You know I'm a big fan of Leighton Hola. And, yeah, you are. Uh, and, and he was uh, really, really solid again today. And, you know, that top line, Ben Tkachuk, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and Clark Huxley, that is as deadly as a line as there is in the SJHL under the radar. They're not the biggest names, not the flashiest players, but they get the job done because they're such experienced, hard-nosed, play the game the right way, if you want to put it in air quotes, type players. Right. Uh, and uh, so, you know, obviously the sky's the limit for the smell for Mustangs team, if you ask me. And it sets up a very, I don't want to look too far ahead because we're previewing, oh. we're, we're previewing. Oh, oh, folks. We're previewing today, oh. but tomorrow's first game. Uh, or tomorrow, one of the games tomorrow, the Melford Mustangs against the Balfour North Stars. Look, folks, now <laughs> let's let's square up here. <laughs> let's look at the camera. What I want you to do is to write yourself a well-crafted note mm. to stay home from work, or put it just, on. I would just watch it at work and watch it. Watch it at work. <laughs> do the responsible thing. Yeah. And watch this Battleford's Melford game tomorrow oh. morning. It is going to be tasty. It is going to be tasty. That's a great way of. Yeah. Uh, Putting it. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. I, you know what? We have seen a lot of really good games here mm -hmm. at the SJHL Showcase. A lot of great matchups. And looking at the schedule going into the Showcase this week, I, I kind of think that might be the game the game to watch. Like That's going to be a very good game tomorrow. But yeah. we'll leave that for tomorrow. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the rest of the games uh, for today. Uh, Ice's uh, teams are off the ice. And uh, Melville and Flin Flon set to warm up. Uh, puck drop for that game at uh, 1.30. That game actually, uh, the Melford Notre Dame game, went by actually pretty quick, uh, just ending in just over two hours. So the teams will head out for warm up uh, in, a, you know, 10, 15 minutes. But 
Uh, both teams, Melville, Flinflong, coming off uh, wins here at the Showcase, and both teams looking to go 2-0 uh, and and undefeated here at the 2022 SJHL Showcase. Should be a great game. Should be great. I think the key is this. Zach Kane and Noah Wills are very heavily relied on to score goals, create offense right now right. for the Melville Millionaires. And a lot of respect to the teams that Melville has faced so far this year. They have not faced a team with the team defensive identity that's as good right now as the Flynn Flon Bombers. The Battleford's North Stars will shut you down. Right. Absolutely. All the respect in the world for Battleford. But in terms of a team structure, mm -hmm. the Flynn Flon Bombers, a lot of the things out of the camp in the Flynn Flon Bombers is we're trying to score goals, right. having a hard time, but they must have been thrilled with the way they've been keeping pucks out at 100%. the same time. Yes. And so you heard mm -hmm. Mike Reagan say as well in interviews, you know, we have a standard here that was set by learning from what we learned at the Centennial Cup mm -hmm. in our run to the finals last year as well. And they've brought that into this year in terms of being hard to play against. It's going to be very interesting to see how those skilled players on Melville deal with that. Well, and in Junior A hockey, I mean, we talk about it all the time. You, you build off your experience. And, yep. and, and that experience from the Centennial Cup last year, you know, you might not see it right away for the Flin Flon Bombers, but you know, when you think about halfway through the season and, and moving in closer into the spring, you know, that experience is going to pay dividends for mm -hmm. that hockey club. And that's a great point. And when I talked to Mike Reagan in the offseason a little mm -hmm. bit, what he said to me was, look, you know, Jaden Mercier and Cole Dupereau and Cole Tanchuk and Lucas Fry and the list goes on. Yeah. These guys all played a lot more hockey games and meaningful hockey games than some other guys 100%. in this league. Even guys the same age. And we look at a guy like Cole Tanchuk, 2004 birth year, but the maturity level on him is huge because he had that SJHL finals experience, the place right. going bananas in the Whitney form. You gotta, you gotta produce. Place going bananas at Affinity Place in Estevan. You gotta produce. So that, that will develop you in a great way if you embrace it. And I think a lot of those either young players and old players in Flin Flon have done that. And so it's gonna be very interesting to see how they develop this year. Well, and like you touched on, they, they essentially played yep. Um, a full half a season almost right. in between playoffs, Centennial Cup, and everything like that. So, yeah, they have a almost like a half year of development yeah. ahead that's really going to help them uh, moving down the stretch. So that game gets going, Melville, Flinflon, 1-30. Then the 4-30 game will feature the Weyburn Red Wings looking to bounce back. And for the first time at the SJHL Showcase, we finally get to see the Battleford North Stars. Should be an interesting matchup between these two teams. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be very interesting. There are two teams that have uh, a similar identity in terms of they both want to play on their front feet. They both want to be aggressive. You know, they're not worrying about regrouping in the neutral zone and taking that time and making sure you have puck possession. You know, they're 100 miles an hour, you know, for the full 60 minutes. Both right. of these teams are. So that should make it real watchable. Um, you know, the experience level, the familiarity level with the Battleford's North Stars, I think, make them uh, a significant favorite in this game, sure. but the Weyburn Owings are not going to be afraid of that, Jeremy. No, and, and we've, I mean, we've seen that so far this year. I, I mean, the fact that, you yeah. know, they go in and they win that game over. I still can't get over that uh, game over Estevan, to be honest with you. Yeah. The fact that they, you know, host, hosted the Estevan Bruins' first hi match, Highway 39 matchup of the season. Yeah. And they put up a nine spot over their Highway 39 rivals, and a game that they probably had marked on their calendars for quite some time. But, you know, then they, after that, you know, emotional high of winning that game, you come to the SJHL Showcase, maybe not play your best performance against Flin Flon, and now it's time for the Red Wings mm -hmm. and Cody Mapes and company to really get back on track. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? I mean, 
I talked about it on the broadcast for the game yesterday mm -hmm. at the outset, Danielle and I, about measuring stick time yeah. a little bit for Weyburn. You and me and people in the media were saying, is this Weyburn team for real? Right. Because we've been teased by them before, sure. and it you know hasn't worked out the last number of years. So are they for real? I think they put in a very good effort. It wasn't. It just wasn't crisp yesterday, yeah, but the effort yes, was certainly agreed. there for uh, Weyburn. I don't think Cody Mapes could question that. Um, but I think you know it's an element where you know they're gonna again start to have to mesh. You know, for Ty Mason, such a big star coming sure. to this league, 2005 birth year. You know, I, I think it's kind of a similar thing for Sam Borshwa of Notre Dame too. These guys spent a little bit of time away at the Western Hockey League with their camps. Mm -hmm and then didn't get significant amount of time in preseason, didn't feel the puck, didn't engage with their teammates you know, as much. So they'll be fine. No concerns with Ty Mason whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. But you know, he's taking some time to, to come back into the Wayrun Red Wings fold and, and link up with his teammates. Once he gets going, and I'm sure Cody Mapes hopes it's today, uh, then he'll be a real force, but it's taken some time. So, the, you know, there's there's lots to like, again, about the Wavern Red Wings. I don't think by any stretch it's going to be a, a blowout or anything like that. But the way the battle for the North Stars have looked and started this year and the depth that they have, mm -hmm. I still, again, as I said, think they are significant favorites. But as I also said, Wayburn loves being in the underdome. 100%. And I, I think the one point you made there that I think is it, it's the real telltale uh, when it comes to this matchup and where these teams are at is Battleford's familiarity coming back, you know, this year, returning 16, 17 guys from last year's mm -hmm. team that uh, was, you know, finished fourth in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And now you have all those returning players. They're very familiar with each other. So, you know, you're almost in, I don't want to say you're in mid-season form, but you're familiar with one another. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with how Braden Klamasco coaches, and that's going to help you at the beginning of the season, that familiarity. Yeah, and, and then you throw and sprinkle in some fairy dust of, <laughs> of a skilled guy like Kean Bell, for example, straight from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the Cape Breton Screaming yeah. Eagles, to go with you know a familiar name like Steve Kesslering, who's started the year like an absolute house on fire. He's you know riding a, a long wins, long point streak 100%. to start this year. He's been unstoppable. You know Jake Southgate. He broke out a little bit against Notre Dame and against Melville. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll he'll be fine. They got so many weapons to beat you. They'll play the right way. You know, Easton Rask is back on the back end. Jordan Grill is back on the back end. You know, they've got they've got everything you want, I think, in terms of the pieces in a hockey team. Josh Cote's been magnificent yeah. in net. So man, there's so much to like about this battle for its team. I also love watching them play. Yes. Just watch just enjoy folks. Sit back and enjoy watching. It's gonna be a fun game because both these teams want to get in your face. I think all all four games today, yeah. well, I mean three now because one's ended. But yeah, uh, the, all three games, there's definitely a lot of intrigue in all three remain uh, remaining mm -hmm. games today at the SJHL showcase. And then day three wraps up <laughs> with a very interesting one. The two teams that finished at the top of the standings in the SJHL last year, the defending SJHL champion Estevan Bruins taking on the Humboldt Broncos. Of course, we, we talked about it at the very beginning of the show. Humboldt's uh, undefeated so far this season, one of two teams remaining that are undefeated, and they've looked very good so far this year, whereas Estevan, they come into the year or to the season so far one and four. And coming off that 9-2 loss to the Weyburn Red Wings, it's there's a lot of intrigue in this hockey game. Yeah, I think I think intrigue is the is the word that encapsulates yeah. this, this contest. Right. Look, between these two coaches, between Scott Barney for Humboldt and sure. Jason Tatarnik for Estevan, between these two great, passionate, emotional fan bases, mm -hmm. 
there is, what's the right word? Is ego the right word? <laughs> there are two clubs that are used to being the cream sure. in this league. Sure. And when you have, you know, two alpha Rams like this going at it, like Estevan and Humboldt are. Right. There's so much pride on the line. You know Jason sure. Tatarnik is going to give the speech of speeches in that Estevan <laughs> room saying, we, if we will not be embarrassed by that team over there, we will play Estevan Bruins hockey. Now, I think there's an element of hangover. There's an element of some of those guys in the Estevan locker room, and I'm just guessing just from what I saw on video, just sure. like you, I sure. like to comment after I see a team live, and I haven't seen Estevan live. Yeah, so you can tell that. me if you think this is true. Sure. But I think some guys on that Estevan team thought, throw on this jersey, all of a sudden I'm a super player, all of a sudden we're a super team, and it doesn't work like that. It takes a lot of hard work, it takes a lot of commitment, it takes a lot of togetherness to be a great hockey team. And the Estevan Bruins are learning, they've got pieces, love that Alex Blanchard mm -hmm. defenseman yeah, that they have, he's going to be a superstar, I think. Uh, and I think Estevan will figure it out. But that pride may be a little wounded coming to this one by Estevan, and that makes them dangerous. I'd agree with that, but uh, I think for me, when you have so many new faces coming into the uh, into the Estevan Bruins lineup this year, mm -hmm. I mean, you go all in last year. You bring in some great players. You win an SJHL championship. At the end of the at the end of the day, that's the goal of every team in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League each and every year. You want to win a championship. The Bruins did that. Yeah paid a little bit of a price because now, you know, you have a lot of new faces coming in and they have a lot of good players, but it's going to take some time for them to gel. It's, you know, it, it's going to take some time for them to get used to Jason Tatarnik's system because they only have, you know, a handful of returning players and those new players are going to have to get used to it. And we'll see how, you know, as the season progresses, mm -hmm. how they uh, end up performing. So it should, it's, it's a very interesting uh, situation yeah. for uh, the team down in Estevan. It's a big, it's a very interesting situation. You mentioned that they're smarting from that loss. Yeah. On the other side, the Estevan Bruins, or the Humble Broncos, pardon me, have to be feeling like a million bucks. Oh, 100%. After spanking everybody, pretty much, <laughs> uh, including, you know, a big-time rival, even though they're not a division rival, in the Melford Mustangs, sure. you know, before coming into this, they, they handled them, you know, pretty well, including at the Northern Lights Palace in mm -hmm. Melford, which is extremely difficult for anybody to, to find a result there. And they put seven in against a Melford Mustangs team that never gives up a lot of goals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they are feeling just doozy. And, uh, you know, we saw how good Ethan Zilke is. You know, Scott Barney's been singing his praises since last year yeah. and for good reason. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, we, we saw how good their lineup is, their decor, you know, from Karsten Cater, Chase Lacombe, Dalen Weagle, could list the whole roster, it feels like, and, and they'd be impressive. So, you know, there's lots to be happy about if you're humbled, but it's that interesting situation of wounded pride a little bit in Estevan, feeling really good about yourself in Humboldt. You know, how can you use that on each side for a positive instead of it being a negative? That'll be a very interesting thing to see. Um, a very interesting matchup between yep. Humboldt and Estevan. And of course, all these games at the SJHL Showcase you can catch on SaskTel Max as well as Hockey TV. If you can't uh, watch it on SaskTel, you can catch all the games on Hockey TV. Um, Newsy, before we go, before we wrap up the show, uh, what I guess final thoughts going into day three of the mm -hmm. SJHL Showcase and also day four as well. Yeah, again, just incredible job. Uh, like the SaskTel 
crews that they've hired with Bamboo Shoots, the yeah. production company, putting these games on TV, on uh, hockey TV. It's so great to see these kids play in crystal clear HD with great production quality. 100%. I love to see that. I know the league is working hard with hockey TV to really build up the uh, broadcast quality for the league, so I love to see that. And as I said before, we talked to Dale having here with talking to him right before going on air. He said there were 15 NHL teams here. Yeah. 15 guys. That is a lot of the NHL sure paying close attention and lots of D1 scouts around, lots of D3s. I know you sports paying attention. You know, the most important thing about the showcase is that we're showcasing the kids. Exactly. And they've been shown, you know, to lots of eyeballs. And that's what it's all about. So, so far, job greatly done, I think, by the league. Yeah, it's uh, right in the name. It's the showcase, yep. and we're showcasing the talent. Yep. And, you know, there's been a lot, like you mentioned, a lot of scouts in attendance uh, for the 2022 SJHL showcase. And we've just seen the showcase grow year after year after year. And it's just... It, it's yeah. going to do wonders for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League moving forward. And, and I want to say, for the people out there, and he didn't pay me to say this, but I'm thrilled that we have oh. Jeremy Corrigan working with us at the SJ. You know, great hire by the league and by IKS Media to bring him into the fold. And uh, I know he's, don't see how many shades of red you can turn. Yeah. But I think, you know, that we really needed a guy who was dedicated well. yeah. to, you know, building content, building the brand of this league. In a, in a very specific and focused way with no disrespect men to the people that came before. Love the work that they did and love them as people too. But, uh, you know, we're very lucky to have you, Jeremy. Thank you for being here. And, and we all appreciate that. I, you know what, I don't do this by myself. I no. have to give a shout out and he's going to like this. Uh, I have to give a big shout out to uh, Clark Monroe back at IKS Studios who's uh, comment. I know he's commenting on the, uh, the stream right now. Uh, he definitely helps us with the social media because... Uh, as you know, Noogsy, yeah. uh, there's a lot of social media these days, yeah. um, and it's hard to keep track of for uh, one person, and uh, so I got a lot of help and a lot of great support. Of course, we have to give a big shout-out. Uh, before we get off air, we have to give a huge shout-out. He's, he's not on camera. Producer Jordan, he's killing it. He's a one-man band right now, uh, all by himself producing these shows uh, here at the Showcase in Warman. He's been outstanding setting everything up, making sure, uh, you know, we're here in time and, and a man of many, wearing a many hats. So great job to Jordan. Always a great job by Noogsy. And we love working with great broadcasters like Noogsy, Rory, and uh, there's so many great broadcasters in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Before we wrap up, though, we have to give a big shout out to our sponsors once again, because there's so many of them and uh, we couldn't do this show all of our shows SJHL Weekly SJHL Insiders without our great great sponsors Chevrolet Viterra RBC Sastel Direct West Tourism Saskatchewan Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association thank you thank you thank you for all your support and helping us provide the best content and you know the exposure to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that this amazing league definitely deserves but that's going to do it for us here at the legend center here in warman for jamie nugenbauer my name is jeremy corgan and this has been another great edition of sjhl weekly across all the sjhl social media platforms